Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This is your main event, Mark's Podcast, brought to you by Belly Up Unhinged Radio Network Sports. I'm your first host, lifelong wrestling fan, former radio guy, cat dad, and shameless promoter. I am Troy. And with me, as always, he's a main event collector and figure hunting warrior. He is the WWE Walking Wrestling Encyclopedia and Alex Shelley to my Chris Saban. It's the peeping paparazzi, Greg. What's up, Greg? I don't have anything clever to say because Shelly doesn't say much. He well, he had a he had a lot of clever things to say. It just was it was like one offs. <laughs> he was like the king of the uh, one liners back in the day, man. I remember one of my favorite all time from him is when him and Saban were talking to Jin Me, and they're saying we've been wrestling longer than you had your Hardy Boys starter kits. <laughs> just got I love that because they did uh, have those. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I love that. I liked uh, when he called Jerry Lynn or where he, he said something about Jerry Lynn looked like Chad Kruger. Oh, uh, yeah. Eric Kroger. <laughs> <whatever. laughs> yeah. Uh, I forgot yeah. about it's, that. Yeah. There was there was a lot of good ones. Uh, anybody goes back and watches the old pop. It, it, we saw a couple of them going through this uh, 2007 retrospective here and even back in 06. Some of the paparazzi production stuff, man, was freaking gold. Like, oh, man, I'll never forget that part when they were doing the limbo and they had to hold hands and Nash is like, nope, sophomore in high school going steady style. <laughs> uh, and I, love, I don't know like, why I, that gets me to this day. But it was just so simple and so stupid. It's brilliant. I, I loved everything had to be uh, it's like, oh, well, uh, uh, Bob Backlund approved. <laughs> <laughs> and then they actually bring in freaking Bob Backlund. I'm like, my gosh. Speaking of well, he only cost a few bucks after his presidential uh, failed presidential run, but yeah, right. Well, I they they did have to name all the presidents in reverse, so there's that. That's true. Yeah, yeah right. Uh, but speaking of Bob Backlund, he's actually on the show. So are Saban and Shelley. And I liked Alex Shelley and Chris Saban before this, but when they became a tag team, I was like, man, I hate Detroit. I love this damn team. Can't They're still it. a team to this day. Right, yeah. And as we record this, Alex Shelley could be the next Impact Champion, so we'll see. And, might I add, they look freaking amazing. Like, yeah, yeah. they're in great shape. But, yeah. Especially I, I, for Saban, who tears uh, ACL every other week. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, he's... It would, see, when he injures himself, man, he goes for the freaking gold. <laughs> right. We ain't doing a little uh, next fingers or anything here, man. Yeah, it's like it's never one of them. Ah, he'll be out for a couple of weeks or a month or something. No, he's out for like over a year. Okay, like like an effing man. Such a man. Good lord, he's a real uh, man's man. 
Throwback to last week, by the way. You'll listen to that. God dang. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anybody who hasn't heard it yet, uh, our bonus episode threw us a freaking bonus here on Nitro from July 6, 1998, the night that Goldberg won the title in the Georgia Dome. Uh, that was about a two hour long podcast. Might have been our longest to date. I haven't went through the archives and checked, but it's definitely up there. There was a lot of news, though. Yeah, there was a lot. I mean, the news segment itself goes for well over an hour. So it's uh, there's a lot. Uh, it's it was a big time, a way bigger time than I even remembered in wrestling. So not just in America. I mean, there's a lot in America, but Japan and all over the damn place. So. Go check that out if you would, if you will. But real quick, uh, why not, we might as well tell them here. Time out here real quick to let you know that the main event marks is sponsored by Swift Lifestyles. They are clean energy drinks and focus enhancers, great tasting vitamins, and big brain nootropics that are made and shipped from the USA. Go to swiftlifestyles.com and use our special promo code main event marks all one word to get 15% off your order. It's main event marks all one word to get 15% off your order at checkout. But now we're going to take our first break of the podcast on the other end of this is where we're going to dive into the news and notes right after this. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. Get ready to rumble! In your new Main Event Marks merchandise, we've got t-shirts, hoodies, masks, hats, stickers, pins, and much more on our Redbubble store. That's maineventmarks.redbubble.com. You can also pick up some awesome clothing items with the latest updated show graphics on our Bonfire store. That's bonfire.com slash store slash main event marks. Support your favorite retro wrestling podcast and pick up some cool swag on our Bonfire and Redbubble stores. That's main event marks redbubble.com and bonfire.com slash store slash main event marks. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Oh, sit here. Thank you. Hey, I saw that. You gave up your seat for the woman with the oxygen tank. Always showing your good side. Know how else you could help her? Donate at Griffles Plasma. Because she also relies on plasma-based medicines. By donating at Griffles Plasma, you make it possible for patients to get where they're going in life. And that feels really good. Become a Griffles Plasma donor and you can receive up to $800 this month. Find a center at grifflesplasma.com. Hello, everyone. My name is Ryan McCarthy, and I'm the host of the No Credentials Required podcast. Start your work week with the Monday Drop-In, where I talk about the sports beat in the Capital District, also known as the Mighty 518, as well as Metro New York sports from an upstate point of view. I also give a life lesson from a weekly sports story, so you might learn something from that. I also have a midweek podcast where I interview different sports personalities and talk about a wide array of topics. 
Take a listen and subscribe on your preferred podcast app, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio. Also check out our social media channels on Twitter and Instagram, BellyUpNCR, and Facebook.com forward slash BellyUpSportsNCR. We're a part of the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network in association with Godzilla Media. No credentials required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. We're back. Real quick, we want to let you know that the main event marks is sponsored by Shocked Energy. Shocked Energy is a healthier alternative to traditional energy drinks that gives the energy that gamers need while in a long session without skimping on their health. Their products come in a powder form and you mix them into water. You can either choose from green apple or watermelon. You can also try both if you get their sample kit. Use our special link that is down in the podcast description, or you can simply go to shockedenergy.com at checkout. Use the promo code main event, all one word, to save 10% on your order. That's promo code main event, and you're going to save 10% at checkout. Diving into the news and notes here, professional wrestling personalities were still on major television news programs throughout this week, and with the toxicology reports for Chris and Nancy Benoit due to come out relatively soon, it could very easily catch a second wind. However, at this particular time, no new significant facts are being revealed. Periodically, a new wrestler will be tied to Benoit's physician, Dr. Aston, but otherwise... Uh, what we're dealing with in the media is a group of individ- individuals spinning their wheels and hitting the same points over and over again as they wait for more. Man, I forgot we're like in the thick of this. Yeah, this goes on for a while. And I mean, obviously, it's a big story, huge story. But yeah, if anybody goes back uh, or uh, Great American Bash 07 show that we did a couple of weeks ago we this that's a couple of weeks after this show here so you can kind of see the news like two weeks from here i believe and you kind of see where it is then but yeah this is not too far after the benoit family tragedy there Basically, i want to say it's only a week or two if that yeah yeah it's not very long Basically, anybody who even has kind of sort of a name or ever did in professional wrestling or the peripherals of professional wrestling uh, is on whatever freaking talk show talking about this and giving their opinions. WWE had sent out a few people, not many, but they're sending out a few, you know, uh, people that they know they can trust to, you know, kind of defend them and whatnot. Look. We talk about it in uh, the Great American Bash episode where people kind of went after WWE because they said, well, um, Benoit had like this ginormous amount of uh, testosterone in his in his system, but no um, no steroids. And they're like, well, yeah, we were testing for steroids, not testosterone levels. So I, I don't know what to tell you. And. They made it seem like this is a big scandal on WWE, like they did something wrong. It's like, 
like even you pointed out, like nobody was really testing for that at the time. Yeah, but they're the top ones, so they get picked on. You know how it is. How it is. Yeah, well, I mean, I think like, even one of our like 95, 97 episodes when Nitro is kicking the crap out of them, something happened. One of our news stories, and they still got the brunt of it because yeah, right. they're the known one. You would know they weren't the top dog at the time, which sounds right. weird to say. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, the the weird thing about it though was uh, like because you had pointed out like during that time, uh, they were there for a while in the UFC. Uh, who was who it? Um, the one of the fighters, oh, Vitor. Kept, Vitor Belfort, kept testing yeah. positive for <clears throat> TRT, and at the time it wasn't illegal. Right. So, but then like people start pointing out, you have that because you once did a lot of steroids and burned all your testosterone. Right. So. Yeah, so, and that very well, that most likely is what happened here. But WWE did not find uh, steroids in its system, and the high levels of testosterone were not, uh, you know, illegal at the time or frowned upon at the time. So I don't know what they're supposed to do about it. Like, good Lord. But uh, a lot I just these- find it funny that you said all the people are on talk shows and stuff and you can just tell they're all trying to get their another 15 minutes because they don't matter anymore. <laughs> right. Well, it's so uh, it's not a knock on him, but I think there was one about Steve Blackman being on one of them. Like what the hell does he have to do with any of this? <laughs> right. I actually have, <laughs> a uh, some, one. <laughs> right. I actually have uh, something about him being on a show on here. Uh, I will say the the first few stories I have on here, a lot of them are about things said uh, by various personalities on on uh, shows some of these were you could tell it's like they kind of volunteered themselves like oh i'll talk and other <laughs> ones it's like they were looking for a, some of these shows were like oh uh this person was famous at one point in wrestling right uh uh let's let's give them a call and and see if they'll talk and it's like oh god you're thrusting them out on tv like what is wrong with you this first one, I'll let you figure out where they lie in this equation. Uh, Brian Alvarez has been somewhat oh, of a, has been somewhat of a regular fixture on the Nancy Grace show as the former prosecutor attempts to put her spin on the story. Grace, who was slammed by wrestling fans for factual inaccuracies on her show in the week immediately following the Benoit tragedy, needed somebody without an agenda who could present the facts in a concise, <laughs> lucid manner. Sorry, so she gets Brian Alvarez on with that agenda. Got it. Right. Yeah. Uh, I I go back and forth on Brian Alvarez. Sometimes he's like, I agree with some stuff he says, and sometimes I'm like, okay, okay, dude, like you're just being an ass. I don't know. He's uh, but, he's he's the uh, this is just me, but he's the Nick Jackson of the of him and uh, Meltzer. Yeah, he's the more tolerable one. Doesn't mean much. Right. <laughs> yeah right like there are some times i can tell because i i've listened to um some of his stuff sometimes when he has dave on and like you can tell sometimes like he's getting annoyed with dave and it's like oh my god dave like you don't like because he'll say <laughs> something and dave will pull his will actually and he's like oh my god let it go you and your nephew's going after you dude your top nephew <laughs> I, I know i think the only reason brian doesn't light into him is because he literally works for dave uh, well, but, yeah, he's gonna he's gotta get the the looks money, right? Uh, you want to talk about a money mark? <laughs> uh, Nobody will ever accuse that idiot of not being able to make money. By the way, 
can't, yeah, right? It's stupid if it's it. Yeah. I mean, the way he gets it, it's kind of pathetic, but hey, people are giving him money, so it's he ain't doing anything wrong. Well, I mean, he's lying stuff usually, but right. Uh, I was kind of an ass in this, so because when I wrote my notes, I said, uh, you know, I had that line before here about he needed someone who could present the facts in a concise and lucid manner, and I, then I said, I guess Alvarez was all they could get. <laughs> <laughs> all but, they get or cheap as they get? Which one? Take your pick. Yes. <laughs> uh, but he's actually been the only person regularly on these shows to cite important facts like the text of the WWE wellness policy and dispel non-stories. So in the defense, like what I was talking about, like he's not always like completely anti-WWE. Uh, I think he was one of them that was like, look, they never said, you know, TRT was illegal. If he had TRT in his system, whatever. And it's like, if toxicology reports come back that he didn't have steroids in his system, which he did not, then they're virtually in the clear. I mean, what are you going to come back on him for? I mean, oh, yeah, no. af- after this, WWE and I think not just them, but I think freaking everybody kind of ramped up their drug testing. This sent shockwaves through all forms of <laughs> sports and entertainment alike. But it's kind of sad that in a way this helped things. Like, yeah, ironically. Oh, yeah. I mean, look at the concussion protocol and how far it's come since then. Yeah, like, I mean... There's a reason Daniel Bryan's on TV right now. It could be because of that. Yeah, right. Well, and uh, you think if if things were better back in the day, like Mick Foley would have been, he probably wouldn't be so scatterbrained nowadays. And I'm not saying that as like, you know, to insult him. Like, I feel bad for the guy. I mean, when he was, the last time he yeah, was the, but... what was he, the GM of Raw this last time? Uh Sure. Like, wait, wait, you sell every title. I don't know. Yeah. Well, the last, either way, the last time he was an authority figure in WWE, uh, you could tell he was kind of struggling with his lines, and it's like, ah, this sucks. I mean, you're I mean, not I, wrong, but at the same time, he, he did this himself, though. A lot of it. Oh well, yeah. I'm not saying he didn't do it himself. Not saying he didn't do it to himself. I mean, everybody, even Eric Bischoff said that's why he fired him because he wouldn't stop it. Because he said, he's like, I saw something in him. He's like, I thought he was a great talent and he had potential or whatever. He was a star. But he's like, I just didn't want him to effing kill himself on my TV. And lo and behold, he's part of the two segments that brought WCW down. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Uh, Oh, man. I I love those ironic full circles. It's ironic, but at the same time, it's like I can also see why you know Bischoff's point to firing him too, because it's like oh, he yeah, told. Oh yeah, totally. He's right. He's right. I wouldn't want that. I mean, that's a lot of uh, not to go straight to this because you know the human matters more. But that's a lot of legal issues if he gets hurt or something. So there's that too. Oh yeah, he said he had Turner up his ass about it. He, yeah, where see, they're like, go. they're like, dude, tell him to quit jumping off crap. <laughs> like yeah, I that's can just a step above. Uh, hey, keep Ric Flair's pants on him. <laughs> <laughs> Tell the old man to quit getting naked and bleeding all over the place, please. Uh, next weekend, man. As of this recording, next weekend. Oh, for God's sake. Yeah. Actually, as of the airing of this, this weekend. Isn't he taking on Ricky Morton? No, it's him and Andrade against Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett. Oh, oh, so they okay. 
I don't know where I heard him versus Morton. <sighs> I don't God. know if that would have been better or worse. Yeah, too old. If you can just, just keep Andrade and Lethal in the match the whole time with a couple little cameos here and there, whatever, that'd be good. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, here's the guy you mentioned earlier. Steve Blackman has appeared on a number of shows, most frequently as a part of a duo with Mark Marrow. Uh, okay. <laughs> Though it's not clear why exactly the two have formed a television tag team, their appearances have been following a pretty set pattern. Blackman states that he rarely, if ever, used anabolic steroids, and then Marrow yells at him for the rest of the segment, not allowing the former WWF hardcore champion to get a word in edgewise. Wow, I'm glad they point out his top career stat. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, okay. I just got Wait, that. so they went on these shows together and all the time and continuously fought on purpose? Is that what I'm hearing? I, yeah, I guess so. All right. Yeah, so they, had a, they had a whole Abbott and Costello routine worked out. <laughs> like, oh, that's, uh, that's nice how it took three people's deaths for this to be a thing. That's great. Yeah, right. Yeah, well, in, instead of uh, who's on first, it was who's got the needle in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm only kind of joking about that. Uh, speaking of the former Johnny B. Bad, Marrow has become uh, rather controversial amongst wrestling fans who are following this situation. He's treated as if he is the uh, as if the former wrestler is uh, most persistently and actively looking for some sort of reform in the professional wrestling industry. Uh, many people have accused him of trying to cash in on the tragedy or otherwise exploit the situation for his own gain. Wow. Well, there's a reason he wasn't on TV ever. And now all of a sudden here he is. Somebody yeah. said about that. Uh, I mean, yeah, I could see that. But at the same time, they, they pointed out, they're like, yeah, but he's not trying to get back into wrestling. So, like, he's just got his, like, oh, no, motivational speaker. but isn't he, like, a motivational stuff. speaker now? So, like, maybe yeah. he's trying to promote his stuff? But yeah. There's a number of things he could have been doing here, dude. It's, again, yeah, not a coincidence. Right. All of a sudden, here he is with a voice. Like, where the hell have you been? <laughs> it's like, right. no, here he is. Yeah. Hard to go to that. Well, it's like you see you see that stuff all that where people come out of the woodwork. For, I mean, it's not just deaths, but any kind of tragedy or news. Yeah, you know the, the event, old cliche like, when you win the lottery, all of a sudden you find out you have a hundred cousins. Yeah, there you right. go. There you go. Well, there's that, and what, whenever there's anything newsworthy, and these random like talking heads come out of nowhere, and it's like, by the way, I have this new book to promote. <laughs> like, sure. <sighs> Uh, aside from Vince McMahon, John Cena was the first WWE performer to make a high-profile television appearance in the wake of these events. It's patently obvious that he's saying exactly what the company wants him to say. You can't expect anything else from somebody currently under contract. Cena is the most likable and diplomatic spokesman WWE has been able to find. Yeah, because no. The Miz isn't really a thing at this point. I mean, he is, but he's not. Yeah, now he's probably the most known one outside of wrestling that's still competing regularly. Yeah, right. Gotta be careful I word that because someone's gonna go, oh no, he's not that I'm like okay, currently active. I honestly don't think he's that bad of an actor either. Like I don't know why he's not in more high profile movies. Like everything he's been in has been kind of like straight to DVD, you know, made for TV, whatever. His show is great, but no one watches it. It's freaking hilarious. <laughs> I've seen bits and pieces. Uh, yeah, it's entertaining. It is great. It is, yeah. 
my favorite thing I said, and this was not a show, but like I had seen a clip, somebody clipped this out of a stream. Like I, th- I think it was on Up Up Down Down, where like Reese is like just screaming at him off camera because he he was being so damn loud on a stream, <laughs> and she's like on a teleconference. <laughs> That's happened on the major pod a couple times, and you can hear Chelsea banging the door, telling Matt to shut the hell up. <laughs> this is really happening. Oh my gosh! <laughs> the kind and of then money- Smart Mark leaves it in the damn pod, and we all get a good laugh. <laughs> I always love that, like when podcasters' phones go off in the middle of the podcast and they leave it in. They're like, "Oop." Uh, my thing is with with Cardona. It's like, okay, you have a regular podcast. It's like a a second career you have, or well, at this point, it's almost his main career. Well, he's and, got a torn bicep right now, so it is his main career. Yeah, right. So my thing is, how do you not have a soundproof like studio at this? Well, point? it's it's a it's a long thing, but like he's looking to get a new house because he needs a bigger toy room. Shocker. Um, yeah. Oh my God. So it's kind of like a basic house. So leave me, oh God. That's <laughs> my dream too. So you go to hell. That's just funny. It's- it's like, I mean, I'm not hating. It's just funny to hear. It's like, ah, I need a new house. So I have a bigger, uh, so I have a bigger toy room. Like, oh my gosh. Like that's, that's kind of funny. Cool. The ultimate dream is to have a whole room dedicated to toys. I want, uh, my next house will have a, well, I, I have an office, but it's also going to be like a soundproof, like nerd room slash studio slash office. So it'll be like tri-purpose. <sighs> This is this one of the sadder of these ones here. It's the final one I got about this. Oh, okay. It's the sadder one. Cool. Yeah. Because everything else is in sunshine and rainbows. Well, I mean, the one of the saddest, one of the sadder like appearances talking about this stuff. Uh, oh, we're still on this. I'm so, I thought we were talking about a different. Oh, no, okay. no, no. Never mind. This, never mind. Yeah, never this, mind. Is, <laughs> this is the final appearance uh, story I have. Uh, appearing on Greta Van Susteren's Fox News program, Joni China Lauer completely embarrassed herself, coming off as though she barely knew Chris Benoit and knew even less about the current levels of drug use in professional wrestling. Her reaction time was slow, her speech was slurred, and she generally looked no better than she did on The Surreal Life. That's terrible, man. Yeah. I'm going to see how she goes out. Yeah, I know. When was it that she popped up in TNA? Uh, 2008, maybe 10. Yeah, I know it wasn't very far. I I know Pritchard was in the company at that point, uh, because he talked about it on his podcast where he said the reason that she was only there for a short time is they asked, they were like, you're not actively doing adult films, are you? And she, oh, no, no, I'm not doing that anymore. And then they found out she was, they're like, okay, you're fired. Like, we don't want a porn star on the rot, like on the active roster. Oh, I, did she think I, it was going to come out? I know. It's like, how do you like, not like people are, you know, like this. I'm sure the staff isn't sitting there scouring the internet for your stuff, but it's like, you're a well-known ish celebrity. Like it's going to get out. It's like <laughs> Bruce Pritchard talking about like one of the awkward questions they ask about, like, uh, in the interview process with stuff is, uh, you know, if you have any like embarrassing, like compromising photos, whatever he's and his thing was like, you know, Jim Ross sitting there basically like, uh, hey, you know, we don't want to sit in there you know, talk, trying to do an interview for WrestleMania. And they're like, hey, there's a picture of your dad. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? 
And then, oh uh, man, it's like what you said. How you said it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that uh, it happened to Seth Rollins, man. I mean, obviously he got swept under the rug pretty quickly, but uh, he wasn't even bulletproof yet either. So, yeah, I know. Like I nowadays, know. like well, that's the guy. So, yeah, obviously it happens with more of the female performers. Yeah, but, but wasn't his like a uh, someone leaked that was not, it's like a little different. It's not like he took yeah. and put it out there, right? There is a bit oh, difference. Yeah. It's like what's right. his name from uh, MSK. Like it was leaked too. I mean, yeah, I'm not like defending it, but it's not like yeah, you put a yeah. picture out there dressed up like a Hitler. <laughs> leak God, it, yeah. But, I mean, he still made the picture. He shouldn't have done that, but just a point. Right. There's a difference between, you know, you just saying, here, look at me do this, what I think is funny, and someone putting it out there <clears throat> without your uh, consent. There's a big right. difference. Yeah, that's, that's it, it's a personal issue. But yeah, like I said, the I mean, but like the difference here though is he flat out shot a film, right? Yeah, and purpose. lied about it. I, I'm going to assume signed some kind of release because you know it can't just be put out, right? And yeah. you know, so it was all willing. That's the point. Yep. She got paid <laughs> so. for it, and, and and like I said, she lied about it. Oh, so bottom line. Uh, EZW wrestler CM Punk has an opportunity to get a little bit of mainstream attention over the next couple of months, as PW Insider reports that he will be providing live coverage of the 2007 Vans Warped Tour for Fuse TV. Oh, uh, man, how 90s uh, white of him. <laughs> <laughs> ah, man, that is uh, that is something, man. Like, Although, if, if you're going to get one guy... To provide yeah. live coverage for Warped Tour. I was like, if you show me a picture of him and tell me this guy wears vans and rides a skateboard, I'm not even going to blink. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. Makes sense. He still wears tight <laughs> pants and, and rancid t-shirts. So there you go. Uh, Fuse, for those not familiar with it, is an MTV-esque station carried on most cable providers. Are they still a thing, I, do you know? I don't think so. I think they've changed the name to something else. Okay. Yeah. I was, I, that I might know. be MTV too now. Hmm. Yeah, I don't remember. Uh, Mexican promotion AAA is also sending a group of lower card luchadors to have a series of matches at the uh, Warp Tour on various dates. Hmm. Why so, is it, uh, man? I want to be careful here and get trouble, but why is it these uh, promotions like from Mexico? See an event, no matter what it is, and think, hmm, we can put a ring out there and have matches. <laughs> Why? <sighs> well, I I see your point. Um, a lot of American indies do that, too. So I don't know which came first. Yeah, I, they do. But, I mean, all, honestly, there is a, a local one here, pretty close, like a couple miles away, that has done this on occasion on a Friday in the middle of, like, a city fair. Start ringing there. Yeah. I'm like... Wow. Yeah, I was because this doesn't make wrestling look like an outlaw sideshow freak show like everyone thinks it is. (laughs) I was about to ask you if that was a thing out there because I mean, out here, I don't pay attention to win because I don't watch the shows, but you know, it's like there are a lot of fairs around here where it's like also pro wrestling on these days. And it's like, oh, God. Now, hey, it's wrestling. (laughs) Right. I know a couple of a, a couple of guys that they love fair season because 
they hit all the fairs to, you know, actually do white guy fair stuff, and they get their <laughs> wrestling in. White guy like, fair stuff. <laughs> like, they'll go wrestle a match, and then they'll go get a corn dog. Oh, roll tide, man. Yeah, right. I mean, whatever, you know. White! I'm only halfway la- laughing, I promise. You gotta, you know, keep it fair. I'm only halfway. Wow. Uh, well, speaking, speaking of full white, there's talks of uh, Mike Knox returning to ECW with some sort of new gimmick. Oh, uh, thank God. Uh, Knox hasn't been on WWE TV since February. He has been working with Steve Kern's Florida Championship Wrestling. There are no rumors at this time as to what the new gimmick will be. Oh, man, how do they not have him be like uh, Skinner Part 2, man? I know, yeah, right? They missed Perfect. that. It's right there. <laughs> Dude, if We're Bray stupid. White was around at that time, <laughs> if Bray White was around at this time, he would have been part of the Wyatt family. Guaranteed. Right? Uh, it's not I didn't even think a question. he was actually that bad, so he might have been okay. I mean, I'm not, no. saying, I'm not saying, saying he was good, but I don't think well, Mike Knox was a piece of crap. But Well, he did get absolutely effing buried at the survivor series when he got super kicked and then yeah. sean goes who was that was he in the match <laughs> let's not forget he was the whipping boy and the jobber boy of uh aces and eights so <laughs> yeah nooks <laughs> well don't you remember the uh the menagerie good lord i forgot yeah that's what introduced rebel to tna so i mean you know well, good for something good. yeah Oh man, him! Uh, it was Nux, Rebel, the Freak, and Crazy Steve. That's a real sentence, folks. <laughs> <laughs> we have to cover a show <laughs> with a menagerie on it someday, just uh, for kicks and gigs. What's up? Uh, what's his name? Was it in there? Uh, that, that idiot that's with one of my design now, uh, Steiner. He wasn't in it. Oh God, no! Look, no, he fit he was, right in. No, he was with ODB, remember? I remember that. I just, I don't know if the timelines get mixed up here, but I feel like yeah, he would have fit right in, though. And and either, and I, I'm not going to blame TNA on this. It might have been him himself that came up with this garbage, but somebody clearly watched a bunch of redneck comedy tours and decided we're, they were going to make a <laughs> gimmick out of it. I mean, like... Oh, you know that Larry the Cable guy? You know, we like him. Let's do something. Yeah, his... his, his uh, his catchphrase was giver, which I, I don't know what the hell that means. Not Give her all you got. To translate. Yeah, I, I'm giving her all she's got, <laughs> Captain. Good Lord. That's what that's what whoever's driving ODB's food truck says. Oh, man. Wow. <laughs> I said that. I'm not meaning it in a bad way. Good Lord. <laughs> I heard she's making bank with that, though. She said that herself. She's been making more money than TNA, so good for her. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, good enough food. Hell, yeah. Especially, like I said, going back to fair season, man. There you go. Uh, WWE's Raw brand toured Mexico over the 4th of July holiday because, you know, when I think of the Independence Day of America, I think of a tour of Mexico. (laughs) (laughs) A couple months late for their independence, but hey, whatever. I'm not (laughs) splitting hairs Uh, well, a couple months early for, or, or no, well, no, uh, isn't Mexican Independence Day, isn't that September? It's September. Just, yeah, it's September. I was just going with the mile, but. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I always got that confused, too. I'm like, 
I actually, I, I had a Mexican friend one time. I was like, okay, so I always thought the Cinco de Mayo was Independence Day. He's like, no. I'm like, then what the hell is Cinco de Mayo? He's like, oh, we won a big battle. I'm like, and you have a holiday for it? He's like, yeah. I'm like, uh, okay, uh, cool, whatever. <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> God, I'm getting a letter. Uh, they're running. They're running a series of house shows that were uh, relatively inconsequential aside from the in-ring return of Rey Mysterio. Though the attendance for WWE's events were solid for most of the tour, the promotion that received the real good news was actually Mexico's CMLL. Last Friday, July 6th, both CMLL and WWE were running shows in Mexico City, and there was concern among CMLL brass that their shows would be hurt badly since WWE is more of a special event where, uh, when compared to CMLL, which runs Mexico City on a weekly basis. However, despite the stiff competition, CMLL still got 12,000 fans to show up to their event, which, though less than what they have recently been doing, has been considered a success given the stiff competition. Yeah. yeah. Mexicos are, or Mex- Mexicans are homers, man. I mean, s- say what you want. They're loyal. I, yeah, it's I, true. It's, it's kind of ironic this. too because, like, you can see like um, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling, and like the biggest stars are usually the American dudes. It's just funny to me. Uh, at times, but I mean, I, Okada is like above everyone. So is Tanahashi. Oh yeah, I mean, so. there's always <laughs> I mean, the top guys usually Japanese guy, but like the American guys are like huge straws too. So I thought. Well, don't forget Jay White, who's New Zealand or from New Zealand. <laughs> Single handedly well, sold out the garden in 2019. Oh yeah, he'll tell you. He does every time he's on uh, Dynamite. He tells you. Right. Like, don't get me wrong. That's a huge accomplishment to be on a garden card sold out. But, dude, you didn't sell anything out. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, we all know that Matt Taven did. But oh, hey. exactly. Well, and, and you know a guy who, uh, or well, you once met a guy at least who, uh, you know, knows how to get to Matt Taven's house. You know, you go down a back alley yeah, and up down the side a road. Back alley, up a little hill, and then up a little side street, and there's two bushes right there in front of his house. Because every other house has no bushes on the street, but his has two bushes in front of it. Yeah, and if you this stand on your tippy toes, you can see into his kitchen, and you can see what he's cooking for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> Good Lord. Oh, this is all real, folks. <laughs> 2017, uh, I think, in Orlando. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. If you come through our YouTube archives, we talk about it. The videos, uh, I title it something about Ant Lover. Uh, you'll, oh, you'll man. Under- yeah, it gets worse. You'll understand it if you listen to the video, but yeah. When stalking Matt Taven's not the creepiest thing you'll talk about. Just like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's setting the bar. <laughs> Though his name has been floated around for several months as possibly being the new protege of James Mitchell, it is now certain that Ricky Banderas will soon be debuting in TNA in that role. Uh, Banderas, that? Uh, Judas Macias. Okay, I thought it was. I just want to be sure. Okay. Yeah, okay. Anybody out there currently paying attention or been paying attention the last few years? He's most well known now as Mil Muertes. He was in uh, Lucha Underground, and I guess. I'm assuming he bought the gimmick or something because he's been using it in the last few years. So, isn't that Spanish for murder? Uh, it's uh, like a million, uh, thousand deaths. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Banderas, a 32-year-old Puerto Rican native, is uh, best known to American wrestling fans. Here you go, oh, man. God. 
for his work in MTV's short-lived Wrestling Society X promotion. I knew that was coming. <laughs> he was the company's champion at the time it was shut down. It's quite the accomplishment. Having defeated Vampiro for that title, they were both part of a storyline in which Vamp had, at some ill-defined point in the past, burned Ricky's face and left it horribly scarred. That's probably legit. Yeah. Uh, well, they said the the because the uh, the makeup on him, I I always thought was pretty good. I guess they did hire like professional Hollywood makeup artists to do his his makeup every week. It's like, huh? So that's where you blew the budget, huh? Wow, how little was your budget? Uh, what she, dude, you saw every time they had a quote unquote explosion, they just shook the camera and the commentators screamed. <laughs> That's uh, uh, that's AEW exploding ring style right there, man. Uh, if anybody uh, doesn't know, well, we might be talking about Judas Macias here soon. I forget when he pops up, and I'm assuming it's here really it's very, soon. It's very soon. I want to say the next pay per view. Okay. It's when Abyss is in a cage match. I know that. I remember when he popped up. Like Diggity. I felt. Well, I felt ashamed because I knew who he, he was from Wrestling Society X, actually. He popped up, and I'm like, that's Ricky Banderas. Like, I like that. Hey, you have self-shame for knowing that. <laughs> well, I'm like, oh, God, I watched Wrestling Society X, and now I know who the hell this guy is. Uh, I mean, he, he, was, uh, he was a wrestler in Mexico for the longest time, too. He was, uh, uh, he was supposed to be like uh, a version of, of Cybernetico. Like the the evil Cybernetico or some crap like that. I don't I don't remember what the hell his name was, but yeah, it was one of them gimmicks where like two people have the same gimmick basically, and they fought each other over it. So yeah. Anyway, uh, last story here. TNA's mobile service reported that the company is thinking of doing an Australian tour with the help of Aussie promoter Andrew McManus. McManus is best remembered. McManus. Wow. <laughs> McMahon ass. <laughs> McManus is best remembered amongst wrestling fans as the man who, alongside Jeremy Borash, began the ill-fated World Wrestling All-Stars promotion in 2002 to help fill the void left by the recently defunct WCW and ECW. Details about how exactly TNA and McManus would share the costs and potential TNA tour uh, have not been yet made public. However, given the costs of getting an entire roster's worth of people halfway across the globe, it may be a rather poor idea for TNA unless they can either get McManus to absorb the majority of the cost or guarantee themselves very large crowds. No and no. Yeah, so, spoiler, this does not happen. However, if I remember correctly... Well, <laughs> right. Uh, I, if I remember correctly, this turns into the Hulkamania tour. So if anybody remembers. Uh, I thought that, that was before. I don't know. Before what? I thought it was before TNA even started. It was that. No, because remember they had um, Paul the the Great White. It was during one of Big Show's hiatuses when he got like real fat. And then Ric Flair was there. It was like right before he went to TNA or whatever, right after. Something like I, that. I don't know any of this. I don't remember any of this, but man, it sounds epic. 
Yeah. Well, the whole tour was obviously it was uh, around Hulk Hogan and all of his buddies, but he had like Sean Morley uh, and the the Nasty Boys and of course Brut- Brutus Beefcake. And of course, <laughs> Ric Flair, Paul White. Yeah, he had his whole cast of characters he brought over to Australia, and they did this big tour over there. And yeah. And the you know every the the ring and everything was all decked out in red and yellow. People can find photos of this online. I don't know if there's any actual like video footage of it, but I don't know why you would want to do that. But yeah, no, it's pretty sad. Hogan is uh, well beyond fighting shape at this point. I mean, most of them are, but whatever. I guess if in, if you're in Australia, it's probably one of the only times you've ever had a chance to see Hulk Hogan live. So might as well take it while you can. But either way, that does it for the news and notes. You ready to get into the event? I kind of am. All right. Well, that means we're going to take our next break. On the other end of this, we're going to hit you with TNA Victory Road 07. On the other end of this break. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. What's up, everybody? I am the hardest part of the ring, the host of the Apron Bump podcast. Ugh, another wrestling podcast. How many times can I listen to fans tell me who needs a push, who doesn't need a push, who brings Vince's coffee these days? Enough! The Apron Bump is about the journey. It's about nostalgia. It's about discovering new forms of wrestling to really tickle your pickle as a wrestling fan. The podcast brings you reviews of wrestling events all over the world, whether it's WWF, WWE, WCW, ECW. We even cover the golden eras of Ring of Honor, Progress, TNA, and more promotions in the future as well. New episodes every Wednesday. Bump day. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Go to apronbump.com or go to your favorite podcast platform or YouTube and subscribe today for the most diverse, fan-friendly wrestling podcast in the world. I'm hard. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you're looking for your next new truck, trust Rush Truck Centers, the nation's largest commercial vehicle dealer network. Rush Truck Centers has trucks in stock throughout the country, including heavy, medium, and light-duty work vehicles. Plus, they offer a wide range of programs that help coordinate, monitor, and expedite vehicle service and repairs throughout their qualified service facilities. Check out their online inventory today at RushTruckCenters.com. That's RushTruckCenters.com. Expect more from Rush Truck Centers. Please speak to your Rush Truck Centers representative for further details. event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on youtube find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks and we're back and we're back 
TNA Victory Road 2007 time. It took place on July 15th, 2007 at the Impact Zone in Orlando, Florida. The attendance was Thank you nine. for clarifying because I wasn't sure what was that. <laughs> Anybody that looks at this place, you're like, oh, God, it's in the Impact Zone. But either way, uh, the attendance was only 900 people. So a sellout. Yeah, right. Uh, the pay-per-view buy rate was 20,000 buys. That's uh, yuck. (laughs) But the opening package starts off with everyone saying what it means for them to be the world champion. We then switch to Kurt Angle bragging about being the TNA world champion. (laughs) Sorry, just we got to pour Diva on like, yeah, you're the only one, dude. Sorry. Kurt brags about being the TNA world champion and IWGP world heavyweight champion and how everyone hates him now. And he doesn't understand why you don't boo an Olympic hero, (laughs) right? I live by the three eyes. Okay. Oh, wait, sorry. That was a past life. That was uh, stupid ideas from bad creative. Good Lord. By the way, the, to anybody who, this is a little weird, but apparently I, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling does not actually recognize Kurt Angle as an official IWGP world champion. Why? Uh, because I guess they didn't sanction him to actually win the title and defend it. I, I don't know. I, I don't think he ever came back and actually defended the damn thing. So well, funny is because at that New Japan show I went to in the Cow Palace years ago when they were talking about all the former champions, he's clearly pictured. Um, yeah. Well, they put like a if you look at his um if you look at like the the title reigns they put like an asterisk next to his name. It, I don't know. It's weird. It's like okay, this isn't like the old days where it's like oh you didn't see it therefore it didn't happen. It's like this is on TV. <laughs> like people saw this. Like nope, no you didn't. Is that when he beat Brock for it? Yeah. Hmm. And at the time, I believe Brock was undefeated in New Japan. So, but yeah. either way, this whole thing you was supposed to lose it to Nakamura. It never happened. Yeah. Uh, but either way, uh, this first match is the Ultimate X, where the winner becomes the number one contender for the TNA X Division title. It is between Christopher Daniels, Black Machismo, Puma. Homicide, Sanjay Dutt, Petey Williams, Shark Boy, Elix Skipper, Kaz, and Senshi. And it goes just shy of 19 minutes. This one was weird because it starts like an over-the-top battle royal. And then I think when it gets down to six, then it turns into Ultimate X. Yeah, I mean, I didn't get that either. I like dude, just have a match. Like it just why? Why? Why do you have to add crap to it? Just, just let it breathe, bro. man. I know. It's like, bro, how many stipulations can we fit on it, bro? We talk about the structure too, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> so they're using the elevation X, but it's higher. So if you fall off, you die. I mean, not really, but you could. You fall off, you know you are? Gone forever, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, this one was absolutely insane, and Kaz was definitely the star of this one. 
I did like when he hit, and I know you mark over this one too, when he hit the flux capacitor and they're like, that's, that's what makes time travel possible. Yep. That was Don West, man. That was great. <laughs> I love it. Uh, in the end, Triple X ends up reuniting to help Daniels get the big red X for the win. Uh, I took points away for the confusing rules in this one, but Uncle Dave and I both gave it three and a half stars. What say you? I gave it three as well. How about that cutter, man? <laughs> Holy hell. I know. I'm like, dude, one wrong move and somebody's dead. Like, one wrong little angle twist and someone's dead, dude. I know. If people don't know, if people haven't seen it and don't, don't know what we're talking about, Daniels was hanging by his feet upside down from the structure. The steel, no the steel structure. No match. No. That's important. And, to, that's important to put point out. And Kaz jumps from, if people don't know Kaz, Kazarian. He was going by Kaz at this point. But he jumps from the ropes and hits a cut, like grabs Daniels out of midair and hits a cutter in the center of the ring. Like, mother of God. Awesome. I'm thinking like a bunch of things too afterward. I'm like, what if his feet had gotten caught and then they came out and yeah. he just fell? Cash misses it. Well, so much crap that could have happened, dude. Yeah, I know. That's what I was thinking too. I'm like, he could have went straight effing down on his head. Uh, this was the match. If anybody goes back and listens, I had a news story in our um, Grand American Bash 2007 episode where at first they wanted Elix Skipper to like walk the structure and uh, hurricane Rana somebody off of it. And then he was like, well, how tall is it? And they told him and he's like, <laughs> yeah, right. And that like, funny? yeah. And, and everybody else in the match also said no. So I feel like yeah. what's forgotten is like, okay, I want you to do this. All right. Now who wants to take it? <laughs> it's like, yeah, wait, I know. Back to that in at all. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, uh, can we uh, can we all collectively say eat ass? Because no. <sighs> so backstage, Jeremy Borash is standing by with Team 3D. Brother Devon says that he's waited 15 long years for this, and tonight he will pin Kurt Angle to become the World Heavyweight Champion. Sure. Uh, Brother Ray says, I haven't seen you this excited since you found out Paris Hilton was down with the Brown. Oh, my God. This so effed up. Uh, Ray <sighs> says that he's guaranteeing tonight that he will win the X Division Championship. Yeah. Uh, they oh, get... it's about no limits. Yeah, right. Well, well, what is? Well, what are the limits? Why there are not. It's it's a circular explanation. But we now, uh, I'm, I'm sorry to finish this out. Uh, they get face to face. They argue with each other. Uh, over which one of them is going to win tonight, saying that they'll do what they have to do. And now we go to Letitia Klein standing by with Samoa Joe. All the way live. Always. Uh, he at, or She asks if uh, Joe can trust Kurt Angle, and Joe says that he can't trust Kurt, and tonight is basically every man for himself as he's looking to show his dominance. And continuing on with the uh, segments... After Mike Tanay and Don West run down tonight's card, we go back to Letitia Klein standing by with the Voodoo Kin Mafia. I'm assuming this is because they were taking forever to tear down that Ultimate X structure. Um, I yeah. I'm I like, still, oh, yay. We're still going to do this. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't understand, by the way, 
why why not the wires? Why did they do this? I don't know. They never explained it. And this is the only time they ever did this. I, I thought there was one other time that they had like wires with a structure over it. That's my knowledge. Could, could be mistaken. I don't know. I'd have to go back. Uh, either way, Letitia mentions uh, that uh, Voodoo Kin Mafia, or two Voodoo Kin Mafia, that tonight Christy Hemi and Lance Hoyt will accompany Basham and Damaja in their match. Yay. Uh, BG says that tonight uh, to take care of Christy since their uh, since TNA management said no more man on woman violence kind of pathetic that Spike TV had (laughs) that's kind of pathetic that Spike TV actually had to say this out loud Uh, they've got a new woman by their side coming straight from New Orleans Louisiana Kip says that tonight he's going to personally shove his boot up Lance Hoyt's ass so there's that. By I'm way, just pissed that like they neutered TNA by having uh, no man woman violence. I know, right? And was it just me, by the way, or did it seem to you like it it really hurt where they were like, oh, oh we really want to have a man hit a woman, <laughs> but he just can't. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> like it seemed like they really wanted to, but they're like, oh, can't do it. Like, why is this a thing? Why? And it was a central part of multiple storylines. Not just one. Gosh. Why? And Spike TV has had to send out so many stupid memos for TNA. Have we already just talked about the player ass thing? Yeah. Uh, quit having the old man get naked and bleed. Uh, quit having men hitting women. Hey, don't hire that, that Russo asshole anymore. Like... It's like, you know, stuff that should be obvious that eh, whatever <laughs> dumb crap as per my hurt your head if you going. as per my previous email. <laughs> but after the Voodoo Kin Mafia make their entrance, they announce their newest equalizer, the Voodoo Queen Roxy Laveau. She comes out to zero reaction. And this just seems super forced and weird because, you know, the whole voodoo thing. The crowd literally chants, what is that? What is that? Uh, God bless Mike Tanay and Don West Little Hearts for trying to get this damn thing over. Because it just ain't happening. I remember watching it my first thought. I was like, hey, who is that? It's got to be somebody, right? Who just got fired from WWE? <laughs> Sad. Your first thought is, uh, what WWE cast off have they just hired? I mean, it makes uh, all the sense in the world. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah it's stupid, it but that's what they would do. Well, yeah. Like I made the point a couple weeks ago. You know, when when they were like, well, you know, I don't know if we want to put the call out to Brian Christopher and Rikishi to, you know, about uh, coming in because we don't want to make it seem like we're taking all of WWE's casts off. And then, <laughs> yeah. You know, and that's about those two. And then a few years later, they're like, oh, my God, what's Rykon Stevens doing here? Or, like, oh, oh he has another name. Yeah. It's like, oh, my God, it's uh, uh, Aaron Stevens. Like, uh, gosh. Don't get me wrong. I like Damian Sandow, but uh, why? Dude, this crap is still going on today. <sighs> yep. <sighs> 
everywhere. But either way, this match is uh, Damaja and Basham. Yeah, with uh, Chrissy, Emmy, and Lance. Those who don't know, by the way, this is uh, the Basham brothers. Yeah, yeah, the uh, JBL's cabinet. Uh, what, what were they? Well, the uh, secretaries of defense. Uh, they're taking on the Voodoo Kin Mafia of BG and Kip James with Roxy Laveau in their corner. It goes about seven minutes. We get a boring chant at one point. I don't know why that chant stopped. <laughs> it, it didn't get any better. Uh, the heels keep interfering from outside. Lance distracts the ref at one point so BG can hit Damage with a chair, and then Kip pins him for the win. Why did Kip have to use a chair? And just keep this damn thing going. I, I just why? Uncle Dave gave it a star and a quarter. I give it a star and a half. Let's say you barely gave it one. I love the New Age Outlaws, but they have no right to be in a match on TV at this time. I <sighs> I completely forgot because I look back with road, rose-colored glasses, which I guess that's one bad part about this whole podcast. <laughs> Uh, because it lifts that, you know, that veil. But, like, at the time, I, I didn't hate this so bad. Looking back, I'm like, eh, this sucked. <sighs> yeah, but after I, don't, I don't get why it happened, but... Because, bro, and it, it it wasn't just, like, a little thing. This went, This has been going on all year. It, that cannot be stressed enough. We're in July. Also, you point out, they feuded with um, Heartbreakers first, who were fresh off WWE. Then the oh, Bashers, yeah. fresh off WWE. And uh, Lance Rock and Ray were coming. Which, you know, hey, that's a nice refreshing change. Not from WWE. And it's yeah, still right. <laughs> you don't say. Uh, after the match, Christy yells at Lance to get him uh, or, and tells him to attack VKM. However, when he slides into the ring, BG clotheslines him out. Uh, Christy gets in, and Kip grabs her by the hair. Roxy then gyrates around as Mike Tanay says, Uh-oh, here comes the voodoo! <laughs> <laughs> I, I've saved it up, man. I'm going to say it here. What the fuck? <laughs> here comes the voodoo. Roxy then plants God I can't even finish Roxy then plants Christy with a dominator and then acts surprised and confused as we all are what did did we just watch man man but we now go back to uh, Jeremy Borash backstage standing by with Kurt Angle I'm sorry I'm trying to get my bearings back after that one uh, JB tells Kurt that everyone, including Joe, are saying that Kurt will not get the win tonight. Kurt suddenly turns into Bennett Brower on Weekend Update with his constant air quotes saying, aren't you supposed to be my teammate and have my back tonight and have my best <laughs> interests at heart? And Yeah. You know, for... um, does he realize how a fool he was looking like when he said that? Yeah, right. Well, you know. Perhaps he also doesn't wipe properly and he doesn't wear deodorant or, you know, have a girlfriend. 
anybody doesn't know what I'm I'm talking about, look up Bennett Brower. It's the old Chris Farley bit. But Kurt says that everyone wants to jump on Kurt Angle's bandwagon, and tonight he's going to shake and break. Was he making a Talladega Nights reference? I think so. Yeah. I, okay. Anyway, can't go uh, wrong with that. Well, speaking of Super I mean, the movie was cool, but the sports sucks. Oh, I, well. I use that loosely. Anyways, move on. Uh, don't say that to a to a certain guy. You and I both know. So, you know he uh, he said it's disrespectful to NASCAR. I will never watch a NASCAR in my life. A race in my life. Ever. <laughs> I I've tried uh, and I gave up after. I I would look more forward to a three finger prostate exam than a NASCAR race. Okay. Mother of God. Are you sure? You know what? Um, You're right. Better use. <laughs> pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. But anyway, uh, speaking of things that are super white, up next, we get James Storm with uh, Miss Jackie Moore in his corner. This is before his awesome theme, by the way, so I just want to point that out. (laughs) Uh, He's taking on Rhino. This goes about ten and a half minutes. Uh, I forgot that we had yet another substance abuse storyline where the former alcoholic (sighs) Rhino is taking on the current big drinker, James Storm. (laughs) Yeah, it's only going to get worse at the next pay-per-view. I believe it's the next one. Yeah. I don't know uh, if you've looked ahead, but if you have it, no. please don't. I want you to just watch it. I don't want you to be ready for it. Oh, Lord. I want you to just promise me you're not going to look it up. You're just going to watch it. Promise me. <laughs> Fine. Okay. All, okay. Right. All right. I'll just <laughs> I want you to watch it. <laughs> oh, man. That doesn't sound good. <laughs> Uh, but Jackie tries to get involved before the bell even rings and gets ejected from ringside by the ref. Uh, Rhino and Storm brawl through the crowd. Ref gets bumped at one point when Rhino goes for the gore. James Storm then shatters a beer bottle over Rhino's face. In the face! In the face! He then pins Rhino for the win. And Uncle Dave gives it two and three quarters of a star. I gave it two. Say you. I gave it one. This sucked. And I like both these guys. Yeah, I know. This is another one that's been going on for like, when the hell did this thing start? Like three months ago? Yeah. Like, good lord, I never understood what it was with these two because they're both, like, like they're both water, but then they go together like oil and water. I don't get it. Yeah. (laughs) It's, uh, weird, man. (laughs) Sometimes you get that. I, I can't remember who it was uh, in the last couple of years. I was like, man, these two are going to have an awesome match. And then they actually hooked up. And I'm like, that was kind of lame. And then they had like multiple matches and they were all pretty lame. And I'm like, what the f-? like? They're both great. Why does why do their matches suck? Yeah, uh, they're just completely different, though. That's the problem. It's yeah. like, uh, I don't know. It's like, who's a great singer? Yeah. You make great singer, uh, a soul singer. Oh, I don't know. Uh, David Lee Roth. <laughs> okay, so it's like, yeah, well, a solo though, but just like a solo, like that's hard. But like you know, imagine like Lenny Kravitz playing guitar for them. It's not gonna mesh. Is my point. Good lord. As good as they both are, it's not gonna mesh. Well, I can't remember what band it was. The I might have been texting you about it. I know I was texting a mutual friend of ours. Um, the lead, there was a 
a pretty famous band that lost uh, lost their lead singer. Oh, it was a uh, that's right. It was it was Black Sabbath got um, the lead singer of Deep Purple to step in for a while. Did yeah. you know that? And they yeah. and, and that's what it was so awful. That's what Spinal <laughs> Tap was actually based on. <sighs> that's. It's hilarious. And then it was so bad that uh, he actually just said F it and he went back to Deep Purple. <laughs> problems we had. Yeah, I found out things are a lot worse over here, so we're good. Yeah, it's like, hey, it's that thing about the, it's like, hey, I thought you all were a-holes, but, you know, so many other a-holes came along you moved up the ladder without doing anything. Everyone has a chain doubles put them back together. I can't confirm that, though. <laughs> wow. Uh, play the effing music. Dude, he kept that. that song's entire life. Hell, freaking yeah, he did. I mean, don't you wrong. It's, it's a badass song, but like, damn right, man, he is. held on that thing with a grip, with death grip, dude. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, after the match, Rhino is seen pouring blood. James Storm ties Rhino's arms behind his back in the ropes and then blasts him in the face with a chair. Jackie Moore then runs out with a mini keg of beer which Storm taps and basically pours down Rhino's throat. Referees try to get Storm off, and Storm grabs another chair and blasts Rhino in the face once more for good measure before finally taking off. My only note for this part right here was, oh, yay, it's going to continue. <laughs> right? Why is this a, th- a thing in wrestling, by the way? It's like, this guy's a real-life alcoholic. Let's do a, sh- uh, a storyline where he's getting beer shoved down his throat. <sighs> Again, again, I got to point out, we are in a situation right now where this could rear its ugly head again. I hope not. Gosh, if they do this damn storyline for like the fifth time with Jeff Hardy, I'm I'm gonna run through a damn wall. (laughs) Well, with with Christian's current gimmick, I could totally see that happening, but. I have already made a pact to myself that if he takes a shot at like Jim Ross for some reason, I'm done. Oh, Lord, I see that being the next thing. Yeah, whereas is is Christian's new gimmick just like uh, low hanging fruit guy? Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. He was well, a little <laughs> more tame with the Brian Pillman thing. I'll say that. He basically said, uh, "You know, your dad was actually a legend," but then he had to say, "Oh, I always thought he was overrated, though." Yeah. Well, I can't remember who it was was saying it's like, uh, you know, now it's our now it's time for the uncomfortable Christian Cage moment of the week. You know, where they said he he's talking to Griff Garrison, who's tag team partners with Brian Pillman, whose father is dead. So you can kind of see where this one's going. Lo and behold. (laughs) Right. (sighs) That's pathetic. I'm like, they're not going to do some of the Dark Order next, are they? I mean that's that's another oh, god. Oh, that'd be horrible. That that'd be Shut the worst. The Either way, we now go back to Letitia Klein standing by with Jerry Lynn and Mr. Bob Backlund. I like that. <laughs> this said, is uh this is when Chad Kroger and uh Howdy Duty got together, man. This was a great children's book right here. Holy god. Uh, Lynn says they're not trying to cling to the past. They're just trying to teach the new generation of punks some respect. Backlund says that they're fighting for the family unit. No lying, no cheating, no swearing, no drugs, and no throwing garbage around our country. 
<laughs> like, look, call me crazy, but I don't see anything wrong with anything he said there. But yeah, you don't <laughs> want to throw garbage on the ground, man. You might make that Indian cry. No. It, it, anyway. You know <laughs> the oh, new gener- I just I just pieced something together. What? Oh. It's gonna be off topic for a minute. You know, I've told you I've been binge watching old Raw and Superstars from 1993. Yeah. So they have this thing with Ludwig Borg. And he's walking around talking about, well, America's trashy. He's showing a whole bunch of rundown apartment buildings and stuff. He goes, there's garbage everywhere. He's throwing garbage on the street. He's about to do with Tatanka. Oh I don't know God. if that's anything to do with it, <laughs> but you kind of just opened my eyes. Holy I, crap. I, I'll keep you posted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you brought it up. I just kind of like remind me, is this what it was? I'm, I'm not zoom curious. in. He's got a single tear coming down I'm, his cheek. I'm curious to see now. Oh my god! Oh man! Right. Anyway, <laughs> back to this crap. Uh, oh yeah, start- stay away from that good stuff. You're right. Okay. <laughs> uh, Backlund starts screaming and shouting about the the family members who they're fighting for. The mother, the father, the brother, the sister. Like, it's an effing nut, dude. But we now go. Curious George, everybody. Good lord. Uh, it is the Motor City Machine Guns of Chris Sabin and Alex Shelley with uh, Kevin Nash in their corner, taking on Jerry Lynn and Bob Backlund. This goes at <sighs> 44 seconds. Look. Let me just uh, real quick. Uh, this is 2007, right? Right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Just making sure. I'm sure we'll do a time warp or something. Yep. Bob Backlund's competing and Jerry Lynn. 2007 <laughs> on pay per view. I said this was a lot better than I thought it would be. Caveat: when Jerry Lynn was in the ring, <laughs> uh, behind the referee's back, Nash big boots Lynn while Backlund is down. Uh, the machine guns then hit a series of kicks on Lynn and pin him for the win. Uncle Dave and I both gave it two and a half stars. What say you? I gave it two because it was at least entertaining. Yeah, I mean, I thought when Jerry Lynn was in there, I thought it was good stuff. He kept up with with the guns pretty good. Uh, Backlund sucked. I mean, he was old, but yeah, he still sucked. So I don't know. But Lynn's still uh, in wrestling today. Not wrestling, though. Yeah, right. Hey, he's uh, clearly found a, a niche with uh, the backstage stuff, man. So there you go. Anyone else find it funny, by the way, that when Kroger cut his hair, so too did Jerry Lynn? Is that a coincidence? Yeah, well, you you have never seen them in the same room at the same time. Just saying. Right. Hey, Although boss, he's from uh, Minneapolis, they, it does touch Canada, so there's that. He's like, hey, boss, I need a couple months off. I'm going on tour. I uh, have some family stuff. We're going, on, we're going on tour. No, we don't have any international tour schedule. I didn't say for this job. You <laughs> right. oh, to pay attention. Yeah, right. It's like, I'll be selling out bigger venues than this. <laughs> People talk crap about that band, but they do sell out every damn venue. I just want to point that out. So, yep. there you go. Yep. Uh, I kind of like the, uh, the That 70s Show thing where they all talk crap on sticks, and then <laughs> everybody showed up for it. Well, and at the way in, everyone, everyone started coming out of the, the closet, so to speak. All right. Yeah, right. I like sticks. <laughs> right. <laughs> Who the hell didn't like sticks? Everybody needs to just shut up and admit it. Anyway. Sticks was the greatest American rock band, and they only caught a bad rip because most critics are cynical assholes. Because anybody 
know where I got that from. <laughs> no. It's from that movie, Big Daddy. <laughs> oh, good Lord. <laughs> a little kid to say on the stand. <laughs> I forgot about that. Good grief. I got to go back and watch that movie. <laughs> I always, anytime a kid's screaming in public, I'm always like, somebody get this, get a happy meal. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Backstage, Jeremy Borash is walking with a determined-looking Kurt Angle and asks him what he's doing. Kurt says that he's not losing the night in what's basically a three-on-one, so he's looking for some backup. Kurt runs into Black Machismo and asks him if to watch his back, but Machismo thinks he says, wash my back, and (laughs) acts weirded out by it. Eventually, Machismo says that he's not going to watch Kurt's back. So Kurt beats the piss out of him and leaves. Oh, yeah. So that was stupid. To, are we doing, um, uh, no, is it No Surrender? We're doing all the 2007 ones, right? Yeah, of course. I'm looking forward to watching that match back they're about to have. It's great. Yeah, right. I, I remember watching it uh, at, at the time. I was like, damn. That's when I really opened my eyes to Jay Lethal. Uh, but this next one is Robert Rude and Ms. Bob Rude taking on <laughs> Eric Young and Gail Kim in a mixed tag team match. This would not be the first or the last of Eric Young's career. Uh, this goes eight minutes, 17 seconds. Again, this was way better than I expected it to be, but that's because I expected it to be in Nearly unwatchable. Uh, in the end, Ms. Brooks gets absolutely demolished on the mat by Gil Kim and accidentally uh, and accidental shots from Robert Roode as well. So I guess accidental man on woman violence is OK. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if it's accident. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Gail and EY. Right. Right. Uh, Gail and EY then dropkick Rude outside of the ring, and Gail pins Brooks for the win. Uncle Dave gave this three stars. I gave it two. What say you? I gave it two. Three? Wow. I know. I'm like, what the hell, man? I struggled saying two. He gave it an extra star for them uh, inanimate objects. International (laughs) objects. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that. After the match, Robert Roode repeatedly shoves Ms. Brooks, shouting at her that it's her fault that they lost and she needs to go to the back. Eric Young gets upset. (laughs) Eric Eric Young gets upset by this, runs in the ring and pulls Robert Roode's shorts down around his knees. Thank God he was wearing underpants. Oh, come on, man. You want to see some Canadian man ass? Yeah, we, we almost got to see some Canadian bacon right there in front of everybody. Why is that his line of defense? I've got to defend her honor. I'm going to pull his pants down. Like, what the hell? <laughs> what goes through your head, dude? Don't question it. Probably yeah, because, like, you know, physical pain heals and emotional. Design. I don't know. <laughs> don't try to make sense of it. I trailed <laughs> off clearly on purpose. So Yeah, right. We go backstage again with Jeremy Borash standing by with Christian Cage, Tom Cohen, AJ Styles. Christian says that he's going to make Chris Harris a star tonight just by being in the ring with him. However, he's the only he's uh, the only top guy and Chris Harris isn't one. AJ Styles then asks if he's got star qualities and Christian says that he's got potential like Tomko. Uh, apparently, this makes him happy. 
Tomko flips out on AJ, telling him to concentrate, because tonight they got Sting and Abyss. Kurt Angle now comes in to ask Christian if he and his guys can watch Kurt's back tonight. Christian says they've got their own issues to worry about, and they leave the locker room. Sanjay so Dutt rude. now. Yeah, right. That's how they roll. Uh, Sanjay Dutt now comes in asking for donations to help fight Ebola in Kenya. Real sentence. I, uh, I mean, you know, nothing wrong with that, but no, you're, you're not on TV, not on wrestling. Right. Uh, Kurt gets angry and says that Sanjay needs to thank him for even having a job. Sanjay tells Kurt that he loves him and he needs to think of others. And uh, Kurt for your mind, for your mind, for your good lord. Uh, Kurt beats the piss out of Sanjay now and leaves. This happens multiple times tonight, by the way. We now go to Christian Cage versus Chris Harris in about 14 minutes. This was real quick. One of the most famous lines in the history of TNA is from the build up package to this when you clearly hear Christian say, Who in the hell is Chris Harris? That's sad. Buried. (sighs) Well, this was a great match, in my opinion, until the end. Tons of near falls, and then all of a sudden, Dustin Rhodes walks onto the stage in a black suit, and this distracts Christian. Tomko ends up running out and distracting the ref. Rhodes then runs in and socks Harris in the back of the head with handcuffs. And Christian rolls him up with a small package to win. Okay. Uh, Uncle Dave gave it three and a quarter stars. I gave it three. Let's say you. I gave it two. I didn't like it that much. I thought it was fine up until the end. I it just, I, I don't know, man. I was like, why? Why? It's not going to be Dustin Rhodes for very long, I don't believe. I, don't we get Black Rain here pretty soon? It's not even going to be Dustin Rhodes for another 24 hours, I don't think. But, uh, oh, really? <laughs> I think it happens right on impact, yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, God. Um, get get ready for the saga of Black Rain, everybody. To my knowledge, this is his third run in TNA. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh man it's only been around for five years backstage jeremy borash is standing by with sting and abyss who is holding a barbed wire wrapped baseball bat because of course he is uh sting says you get this... a barbed wire baseball bat uh well you go to baseball bats are us and then you go to barbed wire are it are us and then you you know you combine oh. the ingredients yeah. So this is a uh, a twofer. Yeah, it's, it's oh, sold separately. Yeah. Battery's not included. Got it. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Sting says that this team took a long time to form, but was worth all the pain because now Abyss is a free man. Dolby is a free How F. many times did they do this with Abyss, by the way? Uh, so this is my only note know. on here. Oh, like, do you realize that like, multiple times, like, oh, no, he's human. He's going to be good now. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. Yep. Well, now he, now he's a bad monster. Now he's a good monster. Now he's a bad monster. Whatever. But Sting says that Abyss will change the face of wrestling for years to come. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. About that. Uh, Abyss is running the barbed wire on his fists to make them bleed. And then he says oh, tonight... Then he says, tonight, 
he'll have the blood of Tomko and Styles on his hands. Get Shut his up. hands. I knew where I was going. <laughs> oh, come on. But up next, we have AJ Styles and Tomko versus Abyss and Sting in about 15 and a half minutes. Uh, Styles and Tomko were two old school bumping heels for this one. And Sting and Abyss just took advantage of it. Tomko taps to the Scorpion Deathlock behind the referee's back. And then Styles Springboard drop kicks Abyss into Sting. This doesn't really do much as Abyss ends up hitting a black hole slam on Tomko and gets the win right after this. Uncle Dave gave it two and three quarters of a star. I actually gave it three. I dug this one. What do you say? This one I gave three. But, man, it's just so random. Yeah. I mean, the the Sting and Abyss team, I guess, kind of made sense. The... if you think about it, Tomko and, and Styles were a weird ass team, but it worked. Yeah, it like, totally worked. It was like at first I was like, "Why the hell are they a team? This this is stupid." And then the longer it went on, I'm like, "Wow, they're actually a really good team." But I don't know. After the match, though, James Mitchell comes onto the stage and says that debts are needing to be repaid, and the Doomsday Clock is ticking. Ah. <sighs> Woohoo! So, uh, countdown to Judas Macias, man. There are quite a few odd things coming to TNA, bro. <laughs> Just, whatever. Did James Mitchell know, ever manage Black Rain? Uh, I think maybe, possibly. I, I, I have to ask because I think this is about the time. Isn't Relic right around the corner? Uh, yeah. Yeah, he comes right after Black Queen. Yeah. So and that's Relic, significant because, uh, tell him why. Well, you know, ladies and gentlemen, Relic is killer spelled backwards. And don't worry if you forget. They will tell you 17 times a match. Yeah, they, they make sure to tell you that at least once per match, just like Joey Styles having to tell you every time Balls Mahoney's in the ring that he was ejected from permanently from amateur wrestling for punching a referee. Why the hell? Why the hell? That's ever going to be a claim to fame? I'll never know. But hey, whatever. What the hell else did he have, Greg? His name was Balls. He had big balls. <laughs> I guess he could always, you know, go with Santa Claus. But you know, whatever. Unlike the Miz, you haven't been seeing this, have you? What? Oh my God! On Raw, like they've been doing this whole thing about the Miz's balls, and that's a real word. <sighs> Who started it? Someone started. I forget. Someone started like tiny balls. Then Maurice was there. She goes, no, my husband has average balls. No, no. I mean, he has gigantic balls. And it's been a thing now. Miz has small balls. Lord. Dude, <laughs> if you're with Maurice, I, who cares if you have the tiniest balls in the universe? You've already you won enough, life. <laughs> uh, you, you have enough bragging rights right there. Like, look, save some for the rest of us, man. <laughs> Uh, anyway, we're about to get into the main event, so we're going to take our second to last break. On the other end of this, it's main event time. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod, on Twitter at main event underscore marks, and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. 
gang, it's Commissioner Cooper of TSS Fantasy. We are the fantasy show of the people. Expert fantasy advice, free contests, leading expert medical and legal analysis, and most importantly, you. Interact with us on all social media platforms or check us out at tssfantasy.com. You can hear us on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many more. Check out the fun today and be a part of the most interactive fantasy show around. TSS Fantasy, the fantasy show of the people. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When it comes to service, Rush Truck Centers is committed to making you their top priority. Whether you're looking for same-day preventive maintenance, assistance from their dedicated service concierge team, or 24-7 access to your truck repair status, Rush Truck Centers offer customizable maintenance plans that fit your needs. What are you and your truck waiting for? Schedule an appointment with Rush Truck Center Service Department or ask them to dispatch a mobile service unit when and where you need it. Visit RushTruckCenters.com to find your nearest location. You can expect more from Rush Truck Centers. This message is brought to you by Belly Up Sports. No, just kidding. This is not an NWO promo. This is just me, Kyle Sullivan, a.k.a. Shaggy Von Doom, the host of Here in Puckburg on the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. I have a hockey podcast where we talk about hockey fandom and the love of the game and where that leads you in this, this game we call life. Why am I on Main Event Marks telling you about this? Well, what if I told you I had one half of the world's greatest tag team, otherwise known as the Main Event Marks, the one and only Greg, Superfly Greg. He was on, and he was talking about his love of the game. So you might want to come over and check that episode out. If you like what you hear, you can check out the rest of our incredible episodes with our incredible hockey community from PHF athletes, ESPN personalities, fathers of NHL players, and a whole lot more. Come by, follow the show, give a like, give a subscribe, and it'd be great to have you here in Puckburg. But enough about me. Let's get back to what you're really here for, the main event marks, because they are the cream of the crop. Oh, yeah. The main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. We're back. The intro to Kurt Angle's theme hits and he walks from the locker room. He ends up running into Martyr and Havoc of Serotonin, uh, who oh. I guess are still kind of a thing. Uh, and he this asks is, uh, to, This is, uh, what's his name? Uh, Shawn Michaels' nephew, right? Yeah, Matt Bentley. Matt Bentley, yeah. He was ha- or Martyr. He was Martyr, and Havoc was uh, Johnny Devine. Kaz was just Kaz, and then he left him. Right. Yeah, this was... <sighs> An ill-fated idea. Like literally, all of Raven's like little groups sucked. The purpose but, of any group—I don't want to get too far into the weeds here—but the purpose of any group is at least a make at least one star, right? Right? Yeah, I suppose so. 
not one star ever came from the flock, the gathering. Uh, what the hell Raven's was this nest. here? Yeah, nothing, nothing, nothing came from any of these things. Uh, the closest Kaz thing, was... the closest thing would probably be Billy Kidman. Well, Kaz, I think Kaz was made, you know, coming out of serotonin because the whole thing was like, yeah, but he didn't go anywhere. I mean, like a major star. Well, yeah, I guess if you're talking about, yeah getting the world title, being pushed to the moon. Yeah, but he was a pretty big thing for a while. And then out of nowhere, they're like, look, we know you're like one of our hottest stars right now. We're really pushing you, but but we're going to make you go on a losing streak, disappear, and then you're going to come back as suicide. See, here's the thing. You just don't have any WWE smell on you, so we can't push you. Sorry. <laughs> good, good Lord. Yeah, go back and learn a new hold uh, in WWE and then come back. Anyway, uh, Kurt asks them to watch his back tonight. They laugh, and he beats the piss out of them because, you know, he hadn't beaten out, beaten down enough little dudes tonight. Just basically the entire X Division, you say it. Yep. Uh, plus the fact that of all the people, why would you want them watching your back? I, I know it's well, I mean, bodies, they're, they're, but... they're nuts. And they don't care. Yeah, but if you guys want to watch your back, why not be somebody who has nothing to lose, right? Yeah, I guess, but it's like they've never even come close to winning anything or getting an advantage on anyone. They were they were giant jobbers. <laughs> no, they were little jobbers. That's the problem. Oh, uh, you're you're right. But this match is Team 3D, Brother Ray and Brother Devon versus Kurt Angle and Samoa Joe. Uh, Team 3D's tag titles are on the line. Kurt Angle's TNA World title is on the line. And Samoa Joe's X Division title is on the line. So, basically, if somebody from Team 3D pins Angle or Joe, they get their title. Or if Joe or Angle pin a member of Team 3D, they get the tag belts. So, that one person gets the tag belts, by the way. Not both members of that team. Because, you know, that makes sense. Either way, <laughs> you follow all that. Yeah, this is not something unlike WCW back in 1998. Which, yeah, right. Yeah. So this goes about 18 and a half. Which, minutes. by the way, I think we just touched on that in our last in our bonus episode. Sting having both titles was because he beat Giant and he walked out with both titles. Now I know it's a little bit different than here, but it's just yeah. the point. One guy has two titles, the tag titles, and also. Real quick, TNA would do this again, if you remember, with Matt Morgan. So this yeah. is like a staple for them. Yeah, they did it with him. Uh, you remember when Lashley won all the titles? I do. Yeah, so they've done this like three or four times. Dumb. Uh, Team 3D keeps pushing each other off of covers and arguing with each other. <laughs> Brother Ray acts like he's going to leave after slapping Devon, but then runs back and low blows Samoa Joe. Holds Kurt for Devon to hit him, and then Team 3D hugs it out. Uh, Kurt and Joe keep going for home runs and, and pins on Team 3D. Miscommunication leads to Angle blasting Samoa Joe, breaking up an ankle lock attempt. Team 3D then hits the 3D on Angle, but then Rick Steiner pulls the ref out of the ring, you heard me right, uh, to a chorus of boos. Uh, Devon then brawls with Rick up to the back and the back. Scott and then Scott Steiner now slides in and blasts brother brother Ray with a lead pipe because of course 
Samoa Joe and uh, has Brother Ray pinned as Angle breaks it up. Angle goes for an angle slam on Ray, but Joe hits him with a chop block, and then he pins Brother Ray to win the tag titles. Uncle Dave and I both gave this three and a half stars. It was pretty decent. What say you? Pretty decent at best. I I did say two stars, though. I thought within the confines of the weird stipulations and the partners can't like each other for odd reasons thing, I thought it was pretty good. Which, by the way, uh, thanks to this podcast, I did not realize it was a Rince Russo staple. Yes. Oh, there you go. Yeah I, yeah, I had to point that out to you before. I'm like, dude, look at anything he's ever done. The tag tag partners, especially if they're champions. Oh, that's the death nail. If they're a tag <laughs> team and they win gold, they will not like each other. Because why would they? <laughs> oh, man. Dumb. Another thing he likes to do is in a two-on-one situation, the one always wins. Uh, That's another one I didn't realize until we covered 2000 at at Nauseam. Happened many, many, many times. (laughs) Right. Effing weird, dude. After the match, Samoa Joe celebrates and basically rubs it in Kurt Angle's face as Kurt limps off with his two world titles. And we come to a close. I'm like, oh no, he's got two world titles and Joe's got the tag titles. Oh my God, Kurt's losing. And the exhibition title. God, <laughs> like, he's got one extra belt, man. Good. That's the title that John Cena on live TV literally said looked like came out of a gumball machine. So I want to point that out. <laughs> yeah, pretty effed up. <laughs> But anyway, we're going to take... So I'm telling you, Bishop loved that. (laughs) Oh, I'm sure. We're going to take our next commercial break. When we come back, we're going to tell you the final ratings and let you know what's coming up this coming month on the podcast. Right after this. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah. yeah got the mother, same mother and father. Your room was... Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. We right. shared a room. Thought I knew your face. Yeah, we so go maybe. way back, mate. Yeah. yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do, we do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The... Broadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. What do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O. K-A-S-T hey, the ending. Hey, it's alright Good on you yeah. Instagram also at the Broadcast Podcast Remember we don't spell it with a C We spell it with a K Slowly mate Take it easy 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. If you're looking for your next new truck, trust Rush Truck Centers, the nation's largest commercial vehicle dealer network. Rush Truck Centers has trucks in stock throughout the country, including heavy, medium, and light-duty work vehicles. Plus, they offer a wide range of programs that help coordinate, monitor, and expedite vehicle service and repairs throughout their qualified service facilities. Check out their online inventory today at RushTruckCenters.com. That's RushTruckCenters.com. Expect more from Rush Truck Centers. Please speak to your Rush Truck Centers representative for further details. Main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. We're back. Final ratings time. Internet Movie Database gave this 7.2 out of 10. Cagematch.net gave it 6.70 out of 10. I actually gave it an 8 out of 10. I dug this one. What say you? I barely gave it a C minus. I just. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't like the greatest thing ever, but uh, all in all, I thought it was a pretty decent effort. I'm trying to remember if the next pay per view is good. Hard Justice. Uh, I don't uh, remember this one because I kind of had a lot going on that day. Um, <laughs> ah, okay. yeah. Well, well, I will say uh, that the main event is Joe and Angle again. So there's that. Uh, okay, that, on paper though, can you go wrong with that? No, but I just even if it's a great match, I hate it when companies drive it into the ground. You might want to avoid SummerSlam. <laughs> yeah. Although well, I don't think this is the actual last one. That would be fair. So. Uh, yeah. I, I, I really, really do. Hope. I, I I really hope it is. Like, I I just, I don't know. I liked it the last time because the dynamics had changed between Roman and Brock. But this time it's like, okay, this is like matchup number 587 between them. I think them. it's number six or seven. And it's always at like one of the big shows. It's never like at a, you know, like a whatever throwaway pay-per-view. It's always like SummerSlam or Mania. Yeah, Which, but I mean, I, I those get, are two megastars, so I get it. But. Yeah. Well, they do have one in Saudi Arabia, but then again, they treat that as a big show. <laughs> for reasons. But either way, uh, that wraps up July, man. Can't believe it's over. Been fun. But August will be even more fun. It will be a six month or a six show month, actually, uh, because of the way Wednesdays fall. We were squeaking one last show in on the final day of August. Just running down quickly here what what uh, you can expect for the month of August. Obviously, I was going to say right now, I'm looking forward to this. I finished the entire month already. I've, I finished the I finished next week's show already. I haven't watched past that, but. Uh, so far, so good. Next week's show, August 3rd, we're covering WWF SummerSlam 1997 for its 25-year anniversary. 
this was uh, this was an interesting show. I will say it is a good show, a really good show. Uh, well, we'll get into that next week. Uh, but it was it was a good show. I definitely want to talk about it and all the news surrounding it and whatnot. Big stuff, big things, big things. Uh, but after <laughs> after a week off, we're going back to TNA in 2007 because on August 10th we got TNA Hard Justice. 2007 like we just talked about we don't really remember much about the show uh, i know i've seen it before but i just gotta remind myself what the hell happened so gotta go back and watch it back but that'll continue our tour of 2007 tna uh, august 17th is our second of three summer slams we're covering this month it is all the way back to 1992 wembley stadium it's the only SummerSlam to be played on delay. It's uh, WWF SummerSlam. That would never happen today. Hell no. Uh, not even in Saudi Arabia. You got you got to be up at a weird hour for that one. Oh, wait, no, it happens in the afternoon, doesn't it? Like kind of early afternoon or something like uh, that? It happened at 8 o'clock for me, so for you at 11. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's right. Time zone. Because I, <laughs> I remember uh, I had a couple of friends complaining about that. It's like, man, like this pay-per-view is happening. Like, you know, it was only like on a Friday. They're like, I'm freaking working in this damn pay-per-views on, so I gotta avoid everything until I get home. Like, yeah. When people say that to me, the first thing I point out, maybe I'm just being a smart ass, like, wow. So it really hurts you to stay off the internet, doesn't it? Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh to, to be fair to the ones that were complaining about it, part of their job was they had to monitor social media uh for various things during their job. So they had to uh, that kind of sucked, but yeah. What the hell kind uh, of job do you have where you got to monitor social media? Radio. It was like was social for, media playing that? For trending topics and stuff to talk about on, on the air and stuff like that. Like uh, news okay. stories and whatnot. So they had to, they always had to monitor like the like local stations and crap like that going on. But either way. Uh, but yeah, SummerSlam 1992. That was the only time that the Intercontinental title closed the show. That was uh, that's another big one. It was uh, a lot of big things with that one. But, you know, what really sold out the show, Greg, was chains. Oh, I know what. Or not chains. Nails and uh, I'm thinking next week. Nails and Virgil sold out the Wembley Stadium. Virgil says it like weekly. Hell yeah. I mean, pack that place, man. Brits love them. Some There's, uh, uh, some first. <laughs> There's three words I want to hear you say right now. Asses in seats. <laughs> Damn right. Oh, man. Uh, and then bonus show week comes after that double main event week, August 24th and uh, August uh, 26th. We're coming at you with first WCW's Clash of the Champions 35. The significance of that, it's the final WCW Clash of the Champions ever. Uh, I don't know if so I hope you guys like this because this one's on me. Yeah, Greg chose this. I don't know if it's good or not. I've never seen it before. I don't know if anything significant happened, but it's something last. kind of significant happens. I say that tongue in cheek, but something kind of significant does happen. Okay, I did not look ahead in all fairness. Like I said, I've never seen it before. So, yeah. Uh, like, Wait, what what's important about this one? It's uh it's the last one. Cool. Well, I thought it was cool because we'd already done the first one. So. 
Right. Oh, no, I, I totally understand. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've picked a lot of things based on, on stuff like that. <laughs> I, I've picked a lot of things based on less like important crap than that. So <laughs> that, that definitely tracks. Uh, the bonus show, however, also, this, this is a double Greg week, man. He picked both of these. It is the 100th Nitro from August 4th, 1997. This will be so, a good companion piece to a couple of shows we've already done this year, too. Yeah, and we're covering SummerSlam from 97, so it'll be around the same time. So it'll There's a lot of news from around August of 97, so there's plenty of stuff to talk about, but that's... Uh, that's a big one. Uh, I just want to point out too that this 100th night show, it kind of goes hand in hand with our uh, Spring Stampede '97 show. As odd as that sounds, huh? Well, yeah. you'll see why. That's a, that's a good one. <laughs> and we've covered a lot of WCW in '97, so I'm. Well, this was their best this. year. Oh, for sure. And finally, August 31st, we're closing out the month on a high note with WWE SummerSlam 2002. For its 20-year anniversary. Perhaps one of the top three pay-per-views in the history of wrestling. It was amazing. Pretty, I, I can't remember the whole card off the top of my head, but almost top to bottom, I will say. If not completely Kurt Angle top wearing to bottom. Kurt Angle wearing a candy striper suit comes to mind. But... Oh, well, absolutely. <laughs> uh, Rey Mysterio <laughs> and Kurt Angle opening the show is amazing. And it goes up from there. It, it's just, it's great. Well, I can't say it goes up, but it, it just, it doesn't come down from there. I should say. Great stuff. Very much looking forward to it. But thank you for joining me today, Greg. Mm-hmm. We will see you all next week with SummerSlam 1997. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.